Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Pastor George is back again talking to us about our prosperity, our blessing. Oh, it's good. You don't want to miss it. Welcome, Pastor. Gloria, I have so enjoyed being on the broadcast with you. Well, I've enjoyed it too. It is just, you just it's, come feed me all Well, the time. it's a delight to come and to present these things and then to hear what you have to say about it and to collect the gloriasms that we have. <laughs> but uh, this is our 355th day of teaching prosperity. Wow. And we've had 1.5 million of the outlines downloaded from this series that we've done starting way back in 2010. And you can get Hallelujah. not only the, you can download not only the series that we're doing, but all of the prosperity outlines that we've done. Go to kcm.org, look at the picture of Glory and Me. You can click onto it and it'll take you to the outlines that we have. And we would love to have your testimonies. We want to hear what the Lord is doing for you where prosperity is concerned and how he's meeting your needs and taking care of you and supplying supernaturally. And what we've been talking about, Gloria, is God is my source. That's right. God is my source. No matter what is going on financially in your lives, no matter what is taking place, if you've been struggling, you need to know today that God is the That's source right of all of your supply. And we've been through a number of scriptures. You can go back and watch the broadcast on kcm.org. They're available to you. I was and thinking about what an opportunity that our watchers have. Mm. Because what we're sharing, what you primarily are sharing, yeah. what you're sharing, it took years for us to learn these things. That's true. And to walk in it and to get... Uh, I don't know, but to be able to make it work, yeah. you know, yeah, to stay yeah, yeah. with it. And now they can just get it overnight almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about it too. All the word put together. They, but the same renewing of the mind process, we all go through yeah, that. That's right. And that's what it takes. But you're right. There, there has been a lot of research done, spiritual research especially with you and Kenneth, where prosperity is concerned. I know that there's a lot of criticism towards you about that. Mm -hmm. um, I like what Kenneth says about, you, about just not really caring. <laughs> yes. I, I can't tell you how much, much I, don't I don't care. care. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> so, that. Mm -hmm. And so, but I'm just so grateful because, Gloria, there's so many people who have benefited from listening to these messages and hearing what the Lord says about your prosperity. You know, you may be looking at your paycheck and thinking, how are we going to get out of debt? How are we going to pay these bills? The Lord is your source right. of supply That's and right. He will take care of you. And today on the broadcast, I wanted to talk about this subject, claim what you need. I wanted to give the people something that they could take away and actually do right away where these are concerned. And this example I received listening to Brother Kenneth Hagan uh, about believing for finances. Now, he was in his traveling ministry, which began in 1949. He'd been pastoring for 12 years and, and doing very well in the church. And then the Lord called him out into the field. And he started going out and he said, in this message that I heard, he said the first year was very difficult. He said that they were struggling financially. Mm -hmm. um, they, they didn't have adequate provision. Uh, it was, they, he said that they lived in a three-room apartment. The children were not properly clothed or fed. The car was worn out enough to sell as junk. And he said the fa finances were not manifesting. That was before 
he learned how to walk by faith. That was before, and the Lord corrected him. And I, I remember days like that myself. You remember those days. <laughs> days. Not you, that, not maybe to that extreme, but yeah. boy, it seemed like it. We didn't, you know, we didn't know how to believe God. So yeah. we just had to live from day to day. Now. Yeah. But, but you, that but, changed. But yeah, and you were learning and you were growing. Same yeah. thing for Terry and me. Our faith was growing. Our faith was enlarging. It was getting bigger and bigger. But back then, 1949, he's struggling. And he's barely getting by. And the Lord corrected his thinking about how to believe for finances. Praise and what God. was happening was he, was he was just crying out to the Lord in desperation about his situation. Mm -hmm. And the Lord brought his thinking back around to a more targeted way of using his faith. Hmm, that's we, we have to be targeted. Faith is very targeted. It's very targeted and it's very succinct in the way it operates. And so he gave, he gave Brother Hagen a three-step process of how to believe God for his finances. And let me give you the okay, steps. Good. Step number one is claim what you need. Claim what you need. What is it that you are believing for? What is it that you need right now? What bills are outstanding? Mm -hmm. What things need to happen in your, the financial realm? Claim what you need. And then the second step, Gloria, was say this out loud, Satan, take your hands off my money. That's Satan, what the Lord said. Take your hands off Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Lord told him, say it. Satan, take your hands off my money. And then the Lord told Brother Hagin to say, go ministering spirits and cause the money to come. So those three steps that he took, very simple. Claim what you need. Mm -hmm. Satan, take your hands well, off let's my talk money. About claim what you need. Okay, In other good. words, believe you receive when you pray, like the Bible says. Yes. Mark eleven. Yes. Believe you receive when you pray. Yeah. Claim it. Take claim it. it. Or take it. Yeah. That word claim, you 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 Did stake you look it up? I haven't looked it up. You know, I didn't look up the word claim, but I'm I was thinking about staking a claim. Uh -huh. That's good. And That's how settlers point. would I think that works. The, the the Wild West and they would go out there and stake their claim. Put their stake in the ground. Put their stake in the this ground is and my yard. Yep. <laughs> this claim is my it. land. Claim it. Yeah. You know there's <laughs> I just thought of this. There's, there are uh buildings around Fort Worth that uh, have unclaimed furniture, and th that there are there there. I'm thinking to myself of all the benefits that we have in the Word of God. Many of them are left unclaimed. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a place that we claim what rightfully belongs like, to us. Who does this belong to? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well. I don't know either. It's not mine. <laughs> claim what you need. Away. Claim what you need or take what yeah, you need. That's right. Like claim Receive on it. Possess it. That's, that's another that's another way. Possess mm -hmm. what you need. Then Satan, take your hands off my money. That's right. There's a spiritual outlaw out there who is trying to keep back a thief. A thief. <laughs> the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy who is endeavoring to take from us or keep what belongs to us. Satan, you take your hands off my money. And then I like right. this, go ministering spirits and cause the money to come. 
He sent out the angels, mm-hmm. the, the angelic forces to go get it and bring it. I can't tell you how many times, Gloria, I have used yeah, this for too. what Terry and I have believed for, what we believe for here in the ministry. And we ran into a situation in 2018, around May, uh, we, we were running, we, were, we did a projection into the end of the year, and it was looking like we were headed towards a $4 million deficit. That's not good, George. So I, I saw that, and I, as, as the CEO, I approached it like this. I said, okay, spiritually, here's what we need to do. We need to lay claim. Yeah on these finances. Thank you. Now, there are some things that we did in the natural. There are things that I stopped. Mm-hmm. There are things that I held back on. There are things that we postponed to later on until we got this thing under control. Yeah. And we, we claimed, we believed God for the supply. And, and I, w- I want to read this to you. It's not on your notes, but it's, it was the scripture that we used. And it's the scripture that we continue to use to this day. Uh, in Deuteronomy 28.11, it says, The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. Deuteronomy 28.11. I like the Amplified Translation. It says, He will make you have a surplus of prosperity. More a than surplus. Enough. More than enough. Mm-hmm. A surplus of prosperity. The NIV says abundant prosperity. Okay. So we claim that, Gloria. We claimed that scripture last year. Praise and God. as we went through the year, and when you're, when you're headed down a trajectory of $4 million deficit, you, there, there's some things that it's you need. to stop you, and smell the roses. <laughs> Let's exactly, look at this. Exactly. Exactly. So as we went through the year, this is what we would do. We would claim, we claim the finances that we need for the ministry. And we would say, and I'm talking about my staff, I'm talking about our staff, I'm talking about my executive team. Satan, you take your hands off our money. You take your hands off our money. And I said, ministering spirits, go and bring the finances to Kenneth Copeland Ministries to cover all of this. We We were involved in the building project of the Student Life Center for KCBC. There was a lot going on and a lot happening. Well, somebody might not understand why it'd be so much, but the television bill was what? Well, television, it's it's over a million. A month. A month, yeah. So that in itself. That's serious money. (laughs) So you're continuing. But we, but here's what happened, Gloria. You and I together back in 1989 and Kenneth, we went through the $6 million deficit. And when I, when I heard we were headed towards a $4 million deficit, see, that was, that was in 1989. Here we are 30 years later. And, and I'm like David. I've wrestled the bear <laughs> and I've wrestled the lion. And this uncircumcised Philistine is nothing in my sight. And there was a boldness that rose up on the inside of us about this. And so we did that. We claimed what we needed. Satan, take your hands off our money. Go ministering spirits and cause the money to come. And Gloria, we had extra money coming in, things that were taking place. And it was on, I remember dates. I remember dates. It was July the 10th of 1990. That we completely got out of that $6 million deficit. Wow. Nine o'clock in the morning, we paid the final TV bill. Well, I remember this one last year because on December 6th of, of 2018, it was Kenneth's birthday that day. They came to me and they said, 
the projection of $4 million is not there anymore. As a matter of fact, we now have money in reserve. Praise God. Isn't that a testimony? Now, you came out July when? That was July the 10th of 1990. 1990. We pay, Jan, your sister, yeah. over accounting, she came with the check to pay the final television bill oh, of that $6 million deficit. And I remember it so well. It was a bright, sunny morning. I can almost <laughs> remember what brighter. she was wearing. It was so, everything was so crystal clear. Because, Gloria, that was a major, oh, major a victory. Yes, it was. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You had to take the victory, though. We had to take the victory on that. Mm -hmm. And this very simple three-step process, it worked. Praise It God. worked for us. And so Brother Hagen applied this. And he said, Brother Hagen said this, and I quote, Before the Lord spoke to me, I would pray, fast, weep, and cry, and still barely skim by. But after receiving this word, Brother Hagen walked over to the church where he would be conducting a service that evening. And it's here, it's the bottom where of your page it? there, down there. Okay. Point five. Um, okay. He okay. said, I stood on the platform in that empty church, and I said... I claim $150 this week. $150 is pretty good for 1949. Satan, take your hands off my finances. Yeah. Go ministering spirits and cause the money to come. He said, I tested this out time and time again. I got the money I claimed every time. Praise God. Every time. So Praise what do you do? The, the three steps. You claim what you need. Yeah. Then you say, Satan, take your hands off my money. That's what we did last year, Gloria. That's what we did over that projection Thank that we God. received. Satan, you take your hands off our money. And then ministering spirits, prosperity angels, you go out there and you bring in the harvest. You bring in those finances to us. And he was so faithful and he was so good to us that we came out. <coughs> Excuse me. We came out the end of the year on top, on top. Praise God. So in how many months? Well, that was May the 17th that they told me. They told me about it. And that was December the 6th, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That was about seven months. And it turned. Right. Gloria, it turned. And I just believe right now there's a turning for those people that are watching us. Amen. There's a turning if you claim in faith the prosperity that God has for you, He will turn your situation around. He'll turn it around to the place to where you will see Him provide. If you get serious, He'll get serious. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. If you get, if you get, I've got to write this down. <laughs> if you, if you get, get serious, serious. God will get serious. God will get serious. What did you say? He'll get, He'll get serious. He will get serious. And that's what we're doing. Tim, what do we have left? Five minutes. That's good. I want to read a scripture to you. If you go to your second page, Gloria, in claiming what you need, in Joshua 18.1, I want to read to you the first three verses. It says, Now the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of meeting there. And the land was subdued before them. But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not received their inheritance. Then Joshua, 
I like Joshua. I do too. I want to meet Joshua when I get into heaven. I just so am impressed with him. Um, then Joshua said to the said to the children of Israel, how how long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? In other words, how long are you going to sit around here and do nothing? <laughs> In modern speech. In modern speech. How long are you going to sit around? Really, that's the truth, Gloria. How long, how long are you going to want how long are you going to be slack? One of the translations uh, says, yeah. how long will you be slack? I like this. How long will you neglect to go in and possess the land that the Lord God, your fathers, has given you? And the word possess in the Hebrew, it means to take possession of, to dispossess and drive out. Ah. Mm. Dispossess. You've got you to gotta dispossess the devil. Drive him out. That's right. Of your finances. Absolutely. Of your finances, of your house, of mm -hmm. your family. Of your everything. Don't give him anything. Now, the word claim, you were asking me a moment ago about the definition of the word claim. I looked it up in the dictionary, and it means to take as the rightful owner. That's what claim means. Well, I like that. That's Claim. Good. To take as the rightful owner. To assert in the face of possible contradiction. You were just talking about getting serious. I like to talk about getting aggressive. Getting a bulldog faith. Amen. Getting, getting bulldog faith where your provision is concerned and the supplier getting to you what take you it. need. To take it. To take it. Uh, Joshua 18.3 in the Good News Bible, it says, how long are you going to wait before you go in and take the, law, the, the land? I like the Gloria Copeland translation. How long are you going to sit around? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did I translate it that you way? You translated it that way. That's how long? It. How long are you going to sit around, around and do nothing, do nothing mm -hmm. before you possess and take the land that belongs to you? God is the source of all that we need, but we need to take and receive from him what he has so wonderfully presented to us to receive by his grace. We need to take that. We need to possess it. We need to take hold of it. We found out. Well, we've been walking in the word a long time, as you know. <clears throat> and we found out it everything operates the same, whether mm -hmm. it's a little something or a big something. Yeah. Whether it's paying your rent or paying cash for a new house. Mm -hmm. It operates the same way. Same way. It just takes one takes a certain amount of determination more than the that's other. That's true, Gloria. But that's it's a you know, you just receive from God by faith the way yeah. he talks about it. And you do it and you'll get it, whatever I like, it is. I like what you're saying there. I like, I like the, what, what you've just talked about, the determination, the taking it seriously, yeah. um, not sitting around, getting, getting serious about your faith. Mm -hmm. And boy, that really, that strikes a chord in me because I was, I was reading this just yesterday. Um, let me see here. This is in Hebrews 11. And faith Faith is an aggressive force. That's right. It's in the Greek, it's the word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, -I -I and it means aggressive, to aggressively take what belongs to you. And I, I was reading this yesterday in Hebrews 11. Let me read this to you. Okay. It says in verse 32, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of yeah. David, yeah. of Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms 
who through faith wrought righteousness, who through faith obtained the promises, who through faith yeah. stopped the mouths of the lions, who through faith quenched the violence of fire, who escaped the edge of the sword, who out of weakness were made strong. I like what the message says, turn disadvantage into advantage and wax valiant in fight and turn to flight the armies of the aliens. If Praise you God. are wanting to take hold of what God has so wonderfully provided for you as source, you need to take Take it with your faith. As Gloria says, you've got to take it. You've got to be aggressive, determined, and serious about doing this. Boy, this just got all over me when you said that. To get, We have to be serious and determined. When we were going through that projected deficit last year, we got real serious about our faith. We got seriously serious. Seriously serious. <laughs> but you know what? We got over it. Yeah. Money has come in. Money's in the bank. But I am no less serious today than I was when we were dealing with that back in May of last year. You have to maintain a place of faith and take that stand and not give up and not quit and not give in. For by faith, you will receive if you stand and believe. It will come to pass. Oh, you got me real excited about that. Somebody might say, well, how could wow. you get behind? How much? How many million? Well, it was projected four million. We weren't. How could you do that? Well, I'll tell you how. You can have a television bill every mm -hmm, month. Exactly. Two million or exactly. whatever it was. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you had to get behind very far. That's right. What was it? Probably two or three million at the time. But. But we got through. But if you and you're going to get through. If you'll stand on the word. Yep. And say the right thing. Yes. Don't give up. Don't yep. say, well, it's. I guess it's just not going to work. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. Mm -mm. George mm -mm. and I'll be right back. So in 2014, um, my chief asked me to write a grant for a, called a Family Justice Center. And so when our governor's safety plan was to create 10 Family Justice Centers, and what that model is, is where an individual who's a victim of sexual or domestic violence goes to one location and they're um, able to tell their story one time and they can have help with legal and uh, law enforcement, all the kinds of services. I went to another town to see a family justice center and I heard about trauma-informed care. And when I heard it, I, I knew because of the scriptures um, that God is the original lifter up of the downcast. Jesus opened his ministry and Luke 4 said that I've come to heal those whose lives are broken down by calamity. And what this training is, is that in the late 90s, two doctors, um, one in California and one that works for the Center for Disease Controls, which is pretty big in the United States. Um, and they found uh, by asking people 10 questions, the higher they scored, the more likely they would use drugs, the more likely they'd commit suicide, the more likely they'd need mental health services. And so it showed that while these things are predictable, we could prevent them. And so there's a phrase in criminal justice called cradle to prison pipeline. And it totally explains it by understanding this. So when I first heard that, I felt like the Lord said to create a system of care in our town to train our organizations. And in less than three years, we've trained over 3,400 professionals. We now have 31 organizations, including two universities and a hospital and a healthcare system coming together around this education. And on September 5th, we hosted a forum that is now said 
said it's a national model that was created in Johnson City to educate your community on this. We had two governor's wives come. We had people from 20 other states come to learn about this. And I'd never heard those words ever in my life to create a trauma-informed system of care. But step by step by step, the Lord showed us and, and we did it. I feel very honored to be a partner with Kenna Copeland Ministry. And um, uh, partnership means a lot to me. Um, most recently, um, I believe it was not this summer, last summer, um, there was a day of increase and Pastor George was talking about acceleration. And I had really felt that in my heart. And, um, um, you know, at the time, um, I'm believing God harvest on every seed. And um, But I felt led to sow the largest seed I could into um, the Kenneth Copeland ministry and to latch on to that acceleration anointing. And, and so I sowed that seed um, uh, online because I was watching the South West Believers. I was actually on my bike riding a trail, listening to it streaming live on my headphones. And as soon as I got home, I went online and, and sowed that gift and said, Lord, I'm going to tap into that acceleration anointing on my life. And it was after that, that then our university president said, we want to be the first trauma-informed university. Our healthcare CEO, one of the hospital CEOs said, we want you to help us to be a trauma-informed hospital. So we really begin to see things. And then within a few months, uh, a federal organization, it's the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, federal administration, each state, they probably put 60, 70 million dollars a year into each state. That's how large they said, we want to come learn from Johnson City. You've created a national model. And so by being a Kenneth Copeland partner, I believe that in the, just that's one example of tapping into an accelerating anointing. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.